0: Hello, podcast listeners. You're listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I'm your host, Corbin Johnson. And today, I thought we'd talk about some of the more interesting collectibles that are available for any Star Trek CCG player to collect. On my last podcast, we talked about just all the sealed product and the increased prices and all that stuff. and uh, Well, you know, it, it leads interestingly into this day's topic and... I find that Star Trek CCG has a lot of interesting collectibles that are, are, are a little, uh, a little harder to get, maybe not as exciting for players since they aren't actually playable things, but I, I you know, I, I feel that people who interact with this game, there's maybe two or three different categories of them, and the first category is the collector. So you've got people that would just buy up cases and cases of cards, make sets, and I guess sell off the rest, or sell off the, either keep the collections or sell off the rest, or sell the collections, or you know do it as a business model. Kind of like how a lot of a lot of um, stores are selling magic at this time. You know they'll buy up so much magic and then just sell it all off. So um, there's there's these collectors, and then there's the players who are just wanting to get playset, maybe not a playset, but just. Copies of the cards they need, and are not so interested in quality so much as I guess quantity of certain cards, and making sure they actually have the right cards. So I guess it's a quality versus quantity sort of thing. And then there's, I guess, the true diehards, perhaps the ones who are really interested in getting some of the very strange, harder to get collectibles, and. Well, I thought I'd talk about some of them that I've run across in my many... I think I've been playing for 15 years or so now. Just weird things I've come across, you know, looking on eBay and other sites. So, you know, I'd say kind of at the bottom of the totem pole of interesting collectibles is the uh, sell sheets. You can... I guess these sell sheets were given to distributors and retailers as a way of saying, here's upcoming sets that are coming out or an upcoming set here's the facts about it, and you should order a bunch of it, because players are going to really want it. And so there's those. And they go for about two or three, five bucks on eBay. And, I don't know, they're not that interesting. Kind of interesting to read through once or twice, but not actually to own or anything. And I don't know if the box topper rule uh, supplements fall into this category. I mean, we all run across them and read them, and I don't know if we've collected them, but we, we've definitely been intrigued by them, and they're interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where this left off. Uh, I'm having problems with my new iPhone app that does podcasting on the fly, so we'll see how this goes. Anyway, so uh, where I was at. Um, so there's a lot of interesting collectibles out there. Rules, you know, there was never a card inside the packs that was, you know, strictly. For non gameplay uh, sense, except for I guess Barber pole and stuff like that. So, you know, we never, never anything like that. But anyway, so we've got um, other interesting collectibles, you know, kind of look around and more expensive collectibles. There's, um, I guess, the test cards. I'm not sure if those count because they were available, I think, in brick and mortar stores and, you know, promos and stuff like that. Nothing terribly uh out of the ordinary but then there were things like uncut sheets and uncut sheets i think were probably the most interesting of these collectibles i'm going to come back to those because there is another interesting collectible and that is the uh black border gift set of the original set of premiere that was given out as a gift from decipher to uh i guess 500 boomers and it was just a thank you Warren was like, well, you know, there's a letter in there and certificate and of authenticity, I think. And it was just like, hey, you know, thank you, here you go. You know, give it out to friends and workers. So, pretty cool. That's a really cool set, in my opinion. A cool kind of thing to give out. I don't know if they were marked in any special way, the cards themselves, but that's that's the kind of stuff that is very, very cool. Um, but I think the most interesting collectible thats that isn't, you know, wasn't you know, purchasable... I guess, I mean, you could purchase some of them, but was the uh, whiteboard or not the whiteboard just all the uh, uncut sheets that were available because, um, frankly you look at the uncut sheet and it's, it's kind of cool, it's, it's almost a work of art in its own sense I mean, you could put it in a frame, and I know some people who have, and just stick it on a wall and, and it's a great conversation piece if anything, but it's really fun to stare at for hours or, or minutes so, I think, um you know, the first uncut sheet I think I ran across was uh, it was a prize for I think a Mirror Mirror release tournament was a full set of uncut sheets for Mirror Mirror, and we just laid them out and everyone was looking at them and just beautiful, really interesting things. You know, and I'm not sure how familiar our listeners are with why, so I think why you know why certain sets were certain, whatever size they were. Um, well, I mean, they were it was very convenient. Typically, I mean, the first set was 363 cards, right? And that was because you could fit 121 cards on a sheet. So there was one copy of each card on the sheet. And then you cut it up and you're randomizing whatever. So, um, and this is, you know, this is typically... I, I've never seen an uncut sheet for Star Trek that w- has not been 11 by 11. Uh, not to say that Decipher didn't use the uncut sheets, or the sheets, that is, in, in creative ways. I mean, um... The set didn't always have to be, of course, 363 cards. When you do 120, then I guess it's 40, 40, or... Do my math right? Yes, 40, 40, 40, or it would be 121 cards in some sets. Uh, Sometimes they would reprint a certain card on a sheet, so it would be, you know, four-thirds as common as, you know, a typical, a different card, because there'd be three of one card on the sheet and then four of that card. So, you know, the 41st common would be, you know, something like... um, the 41st common in AU was the AU door, and in Q Continuum, it might have been a Q Flash or the Q Tent, and so, you know, there you go. Easier way to get a really important card, that sort of thing. And, and otherwise, you know, they would, I don't know if they'd put a blank card. Um, I think Data's body was actually printed, I don't know, I, oh, I think it was printed once on the uncut sheet. So, it came in the uncuts, in the uncommon slot, but you could it was harder to get, so sometimes you get data's body plus a rare because it wouldn't actually replace the rare slot. And I think I don't know if there was any other examples of stuff like this. That that kind of stuff is actually quite fascinating. And I think I think if you go on the boards you'll see a number of people have tried to compile all this data and you know it's 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 pretty cool. So We've got, you know, uncut sheets are probably the coolest collectible, you know, simply because you get to look at them and kind of analyze just the layouts and the data. And, and there was um, a theory that, uh, you know, you, you look at the uncut sheet for a set and the randomization of the rares was typically poor, I guess. And you could almost predict what rares would be found near other rares. And some people had varying success with this. They'd say, oh, you just pulled that rare. It's very likely you will find the ultra rare nearby, that sort of thing. I don't know if that ever got proven out, but it was actually uh, pretty fun to at least pretend that that was true, if it wasn't. Some of the more interesting uncommons that um or uncut sheets that i've come across you go on ebay and you can actually find right now like five or six different uncut sheets of star trek ccg on ebay Uh, they're all they're all rather rather pricey but uh one point i i purchased one point i purchased the second edition premiere sets uncut sheets and there were five of them i believe two yeah two of them had the four starters on them so 60 cards and a blank card in the middle i believe and uh then you had your common uncommon and rare sheet so that's why there was you know like 405 cards in that set because some of the cards were exclusive to the starters so you know five sheets in total eh, it was mildly interesting to look at um not not the most exciting set obviously it did get second edition started but it wasn't the most exciting set of them all so um it's still pretty cool collectible um i also had a uncut sheet of and this was pretty cool the um necessary evil x foils there was a set of them at the bottom of the sheet, and in the middle was the tenth anniversary foil sets with the X's, I believe. I think there was three sets of those, each with a blank card at the end of it, and at the top was the Warf um, parallel universe guy uh, foil at the top running across, and so that sheet was really cool. And there were days where I was like, oh, if I cut that up, you know, I got the set, and it'll be really cool. Um, but I ended up donating that to our player group as a prize. So, uh, it was a cool sheet, though, to look at. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Um, I think, yeah, I think those are all the uncut sheets I had. and They, they were they were just it was just fun to look at, and they really are very pretty. Uh, my friend Franklin, he has a set of Black Border... He has a Black Border Premiere set of uncut sheets. Maybe just the rare sheet. He has that hung up framed at home, and it's really cool to look at. I think... Riker's right in the center and There was a trivia question on my show um, Very, very obscure And the uh, cipher used to sell For, I think, $50 A set of whiteboard premiere uncut sheets And the, Yeah, you know, it's cool to Allow players To kind of collect these things As it's, you know, otherwise The only time I've ever, ever run across uncut sheets Is through uh, Contests and promotions, really um, and yeah, I've seen if you go on eBay you can see an uncut sheet for the strange New World's foils. Um, the mirror Inner mirror darkly foils, and the parks right at the top, a bunch of copies of him, the uh, card that was forgotten to be printed in uh, these voyages. And it's just interesting to kind of see how decipher what went about printing some of their foils and whatnot and promotional cards. Um, And and it would be great. I I hope, seriously, that somewhere there is an archive of, like, all of these uncut sheets. Because they are just cool to look at. I I don't know what value they really bring to the table other than that. But it is an interesting facet of Star Trek CCG history to think about the uncut sheet. And just look at it and admire it in all its glory. (laughs) Anyway, so, Star Trek CCG collectibles, there are many found and you know other things were anything promotional that cyber gave out i think is interesting like um, ambassador bags and the states binders they gave out binders with foils in them to uh, winners of state championships one year and other uh, championships i believe um, sometimes you see those on ebay in there they're collectible and yeah, so if you've got an interesting collectible you'd like to talk about or have talked about on the show, you can give us a call at 267-CALL-CPJ and we can use that to call online on the air and you can let everyone know what your favorite Star Trek CCG collectibles are that I may not have talked about here. So I'm going to wrap this up for today and say thanks everyone for listening. This is Corbin Johnson saying so long. Thanks for all the trek.